Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 168. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he performs a random act of kindness every day, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me today in another episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I appreciate you being here today, as always, and I'm really excited because we're going back in time today, and I'm not just saying that because I love making Back to the Future references, but I, I, I love this episode because we're bringing on a guest who I didn't know I knew from way back when I first started online business. Back in the days when I was building greenexamacademy.com, I hooked up with another company that was providing practice exams, which was a perfect complement to the study guides that I was promoting. I became an affiliate for this company after I started serving ads on my site of this company. I became then an affiliate later, and uh, we built a great relationship together, and I didn't know that Scott Turner was the man behind this particular business at GBES. Dot com, which is greenbuildingeducationservices.com. And I got connected with Scott recently at a one-day business breakthrough event that me and Chris Ducker put together. You can actually see uh, the recordings, which are available now for everybody at onedaybb.com slash download. Again, onedaybb.com slash download. Scott was actually featured in one of the hot seats that uh, we had him up for 50 minutes talking about his new business, one of several that he's created in the past. He's been very successful in multiple niches from everything from this green building education services business, which was the same niche I was in when I first started out, to selling cat products to other just very successful businesses. The cat one was probably his least successful, although it still generated an income. We're gonna talk a lot about with Scott today how he's in multiple niches, how he's been able to be successful in these multiple niches, how he's been able to build passive income and manage these different spaces, and uh, you know what his thoughts are on selecting and kind of diversifying your portfolio in that way, and also talking about what he's up to now that he's found financial freedom through building passive income streams, and we have a lot of advice and tips to share with you today, but it was just really cool to bring Scott on and 
not even really knowing who he was until I met him in person. And he told me that we'd actually worked together. And then here he was at one of my events with Chris Ducker and then featured in the hot seat, getting to know him even better then. It was awesome. And to see what he's up to now, it's great. So I'm really excited to feature him in today's episode. So let's not wait any further. Here is Scott Turner from a number of different websites, uh, but I know him best from gbes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Scott Allen Turner to the ESPA podcast. Scott, what's up? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pat. I'm so glad to be here. Now, this is going to be interesting, especially for me, because you and I actually had connected before I even knew who you were. And it wasn't until you recently signed up for, I mean, uh, the, the Chris Tucker and my event, uh, One Day Business Breakthrough, that you revealed exactly who you were and how we had worked together in the past before. And for everybody out there listening, when I started greenexamacademy.com, which back in the day it was called inthelead.com, and I think even when we got connected together, it was still inthelead.com, there was this company out there that I had used to help me pass uh, the exam. It was a site that was helping me with the practice exams and stuff, and I later became a uh, website who would have them on as advertisers on the uh, on, on the sidebar, and then I got into building my own products and then affiliate marketing, and I became an affiliate for this company. Uh, this company is Green Building Education Services, and they've been just an instrumental part in helping me add and provide value to my audience at greenexamacademy.com. And uh, Scott, that is your business. <laughs> it is. It was two, we started that in 2007, I think it was 2008, that you and I hooked up. It was actually with my wife, Katie, who was my, was my business partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, you did a lot of interaction with her, and we got started in that. So you took the uh, online ebook path, which and you built this awesome online business empire. And then we went a different route. We did practice tests and online training for the actual lead exam, and we stayed focused on that. And we've each been wildly successful, just in our own different different ways. Yeah, it's been great to work together with you. And so again, thank you for you know providing that service and, and that value add to my audience. And hopefully I've been able to drive a lot of traffic over to you guys as well. And it's been great. Uh, was that the first business that you've done? Or ha- like, can you take us back to Scott, younger Scott, when he wanted to become an entrepreneur? When did this all kind of start happening for you? Yeah, absolutely. I got started as a programmer when I came out of college and I worked for a couple of startup companies. And I created a, a had a skill set of being able to write code and just build awesome websites. So that was my launching pad into becoming a business owner in the year 2000. So for 15 years, I've been working in the online business world and making passive income in just a bunch of different industries and with a bunch of different business partners. So I've had several successful online training companies like Green Building Education Services. My wife and I produced a DVD on how to toilet train your cat, which is like one of the weird businesses we had. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Um, I've had an online business where we sold other people's instructional videos. Currently, I manage an adoption assistance website as well as a personal finance blog and podcast. But the root of it all was me being a gifted website guru and building businesses around my strengths and interests and uh, where I found openings. So I've been able to live the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. I've lived what you preach. And I've worked hard in the past to reap the benefits that I enjoy today. And so really now I am, I'm set for life and I've got the flexibility to do whatever I want. And I don't say that to impress anybody, but I wanted to be on your show to say that, you know, I I say to impress upon people that you can achieve the same type of success that I have with this online business and online passive income world. So it's cool. That that's so awesome. And like me, you are in different niches and have served different industries. What, what, what was your kind of first uh, go at it. Which one was, was first for you? Yeah, I had a corporate job and 
I left that. I was a C-level executive in my early 20s, so I got promoted mm-hmm. a lot. I was really well-respected, and I was doing great, so great that I decided to leave for an <laughs> right. And at the same time, these two guys approached me, and they said to my uh, old coworkers, they said, hey, we're starting this business. We hired this web guy, but he blew a bunch of cash, and he didn't finish our product. We want you to build our website, and we'll give you part of the company. And so at that point, you know, all I heard was, we want you to build a website. You know, the rest was, what? You want to get any part of the company too? So it was just, it's just like a bonus because I love building websites. So I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll come do this. So we started this online. We, originally, we were selling wireless LAN hardware, high-end stuff that would go into hospitals, office buildings. Mm-hmm. And we were a reseller of that. And then we moved into online, or not online, but wireless LAN training and certification so we had our own certification, kind of like Microsoft. You go get a Microsoft Word certification to prove that you know how to use Microsoft Word. But ours was for wireless networks. You could go into a hospital or an office building or a stadium and install these networks. And we built that up to a seven-figure business. We had four guys making six-figure incomes. We had wow. uh, customers in 120 countries. So it was quite an amazing um, first go at a, in being in the online world. That's great. And what made you decide to kind of Step away from that, or maybe that's just that was on autopilot, and then you moved on to something else. Like, I know every entrepreneur out there has all these different ideas, but here you are and actually going and acting on all of them. What made you uh, feel like you could actually continue doing online business, but in a totally different space? I think part of it was I just loved building businesses at that point and doing different things. Over the 15 years I've had all these businesses, I've always worked on one, and then my side job would be building another. So in the first three years of this first business, I want to put it into perspective that are people who are listening. I did not make $1 the first three years that I did my first online business, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But, um, and the reason was we had three partners or three of us. We made enough money for one to leave his full-time job. And then the second one, we made enough money for him to leave his full-time job. And I was number three. So it took three years for me actually to make an income, which is fine because I loved it. So it was no big deal for me. But that got me into the idea of, all right, I'm going to work a regular job, nights and weekends, I'm going to work on my side job. So then my first business, I did the same thing. And then the next business, I did the same thing. And I kept doing it over and over, really, because I love building businesses and doing that type of thing. How do you not get too distracted by the new things that you're doing? I think that's a big problem that people have. They have this sort of spotlight syndrome where they, this, this bright light syndrome where there's this new, fun, exciting project, and that kind of takes over all their energy, all their time, all their mental capacity. And then they kind of either leave the other thing behind or don't fully finish it before moving on. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong when, when you do that. What are some tips that you have or how are you able to separate the two and make sure that both are okay? I would always strategically divide my time. Like for one business, I would wake up in the morning and then I'd quit at five or six at night. And then the evening, I would focus on that second specific business and on the weekends and the same thing. And typically, if I took a vacation from one job, I'd spend my entire vacation working on the second job to build this. And I would do that over and over again. And as time went on with more and more online businesses, they could run on autopilot with green building education services. There was a point with that business, I took nine months off and I did not work on it at all, maybe an hour a day. And I would I built my um, adoption website business during that whole time. And then there was one year, about three or four years ago, I took an entire year off, and all I did was play guitar. <laughs> so. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can see on your uh, site, if everybody, you go to scottallenturner.com, which is sort of your new venture now, which is just a, uh, not just a, but an amazing financial, personal finance website. Um, there you are with a guitar right there, and, and, and you are you on that 
site, which is really cool. And we'll talk more about that and the progression of that, since that's kind of what you brought to the table at One Day Business Breakthrough when you were featured in one of the hot seats and how to see how that's progressed has been really interesting. But going back to green building education services, how are you able to build it in such a way where you only had to work once or one hour a week in order to do that? Uh, what, what were the systems of automations that were working for you? It was really developing a product that you could create once. And that particular business, we had online practice tests. There were online exam prep, which is a course, and then continuing education. So we could build that one time, maybe spend a couple, three weeks developing a product, and then we could sell it for four or five years. And because everything was web-based, everything was automated, there was no need to have a whole lot of manual interaction or people doing stuff. We also had a full-time customer service person who handled all of our incoming emails to help customers with issues they may have along mm. the way. And then my wife worked in the business as well. She handled the business side of it, our corporate accounts, corporate contacts, anything that they wanted to do. So it's a division of labor and really automating everything so that somebody hits, comes to the website, they buy something, they get it automatically in their email, they can log into their account, they can do anything. They typically don't ever have to contact us or anything. And you had three people working in that business, customer service, Katie and yourself? Yep, there are three of us. And then we had a few contractors for other other tasks. Right. And that, that's so cool. I, I think it's incredible how you've been able to build these businesses. And, and it seems like each of them have done very well. Uh, do, do you have a 100% success rate or not? And also, if you do, how do you do the research and figure out if a business is going to work or not before moving and going full force with it? I wish I had 100% sex rate. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm shooting about 50%. And sometimes we get into a market. There were a couple of guys approached me a couple of years ago. We were going to build online training for Obamacare for the Affordable Care Act. And at the last minute, we had everything up and running, but the Affordable Care Act changed at the last minute. So the business kind of went kaput, mm. never, got, never got off the ground. So we were there for the opportunity, but then the opportunity changed. And then when you go into a different space, when you or checking out a new industry, how do you know if, it, like, how do you decide whether, yes, this is one that you want to get into? Do you have a set of criteria that you use, or is it kind of just like gut feeling? I'm really not your normal entrepreneur. I know you've had a lot of guys on SPI, they talk about testing to make sure your business is going to work. That's never really the model I followed because I love developing websites so much. It's just the opportunity for me to go develop a website. I do not care what it's for. I'm going to put 100% into it and spend my time on it. And if it's a bomb, like my cat toilet training DVD, the business... I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> it made a little bit of money, not enough to make me want to stay with the business, but I learned a lot and I really enjoyed the process and I got to work with my wife and it was a cool product. And it's, it's just the funniest story ever. <laughs> tell, tell us that story. I want to hear it. And also tell us what you learned from it. Uh, sure. Um, my wife and I got married coming up on 10 years. I had a cat coming into the marriage who passed away and she decided, oh, let's go buy the most expensive cats that we can possibly buy <laughs> and bring them into this little townhouse. So she did some research online um, if you've got two cats, you should have three litter boxes. So she said, oh, I don't want to have three litter boxes. I need to figure out something else. She did a bunch of internet research and realized you could toilet train a cat to use a human toilet, not having mm -hmm. a litter box. I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah, it does work. So she started going through the process. And then I think I got this wild idea. Hey, let's make a video out of this. There's no DVD out there. We can take all these disparate websites, these forums where you got information. We can consolidate it all and create a cool product and start selling it. And in my mind, there was 50 million cat owners in the United States. So that's a pretty good <laughs> market if you're going after 50 million people. Well, 50 million people do not want to train their cats using them and do it. 
<laughs> it's not even anywhere near that. <laughs> so uh, we sold 1,100 DVDs. We bought our first initial batch of 100, and then we used that to finance the next 1,000. We sold those in a year. We had were in catalogs. We had sold them through our website online. I mean, that's not terrible, though. It's not terrible. It's good. It's good business if you wanted to make five thousand dollars a year. But that was not uh. what we were going for. <laughs> we wanted uh, more home runs from that. And uh, what I learned from that was I learned a lot about video editing. I learned about sound quality. I learned about lighting quality. I did a lot of the website stuff. I had my own little commercials that I created online. Um, I learned that I did not want to ship a physical product. I would get on my scooter each day and go to the post office and mail out these DVDs. Ah, right. this, was, this was before stamps.com. So I'd be sitting at the post office weighing these things out on the scale, filling out customs forms to ship these things over to Poland and everything. And so the learning experience was, for me was don't ship DVDs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned that right away when I started Green Gym Academy. And a lot of people had, had asked me to have a physical book to go along with it. And I had imagined myself having to either print these out or get them printed somewhere and fulfill them. It was just not what I wanted to do. So I decided not to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a big time consumer. But other than that, what I learned is you know, you can go in and test the market. Like people have said on your show, you can set up AdWords and see how many people are going to click, see how many people are willing to, willing to pay for that product. And that's really a great approach, which I would recommend if I had to do it over again, I do more of that analysis upfront rather than saying, oh, there's 50 million people out here that could be our uh, perspective audience. Right. That's what they always say on Shark Tank, right? The, right. <laughs> it's a $14 billion industry. Yeah, but you don't have any of it. In ter- going back to Green Building Education Services, gbes.com, Again, just I have so, so much love for this site. Can you tell us about the beginnings of this site? I mean, were you educated in, in lead buildings and things like that? And also, like how long until you kind of saw that this experimental website was one that was actually going to do very well for you? It was actually my wife, Katie. She, uh, one of our criteria for marriage was you got to bring me home to Texas. We had met in Georgia. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> so I said, okay, I can do that. So she had this corporate job and they would not transfer her back to Dallas. So I told her, okay, go ahead and quit. And then she enrolled in, uh, she was going to school for MBA. Mm-hmm. At that time, she picked up a um, internship at a commercial real estate developer, which is what she was going to school for. And she had to take the lead exam. So she comes home one day from school, said, I heard this crazy guy on the radio, uh, it ended up being Dave Ramsey. He said, you shouldn't take out a loan for a car. What can I do to get a new car and not uh, take out a loan? So we brainstormed for about five minutes. I said, what about that lead exam? Is there an online version of that? She said, no. I said, all right, you write some practice test questions and I've got the software to build a website. So we put our heads together, knocked that out in a couple months. Uh, rolled it out on a Sunday and she goes into work on Monday. She's getting texts from PayPal every time a sale goes through. And her coworkers are like, who are you? You're the, you're the lowly intern. Why are you getting all these texts all day long? <laughs> every time she'd get a text, it's like 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. So at the end of day one, um, from watching that business, she made, uh, we had made $350 and, uh, the lowly intern makes more money than the, uh, commercial development managers or yeah, right. the vice presidents in the office. And from there it just exploded. We were like, Oh, we're on to something. Let's go build all these other products. Let's build flashcards and online training classes and uh, this other stuff for these other exams. Right. And so, then they helped us out and created all these other, you know, auxiliary exams, which means more products and more opportunities and and which was great for both of us actually first day 350 what were you doing to get the word out there or what was katie doing we did adwords uh, the way our um 
business broke down, we got about 10% of our revenue from AdWords. A lot of it was SEO because we were first to market with mm. online lead practice tests. That was kind of our keywords that were people were searching for. A lot of it was organic search, and half of our traffic was from referrals. We really emphasized we want to have the highest quality products. We want to offer more product at a less cost than anybody else, which at the same time we launched the company, I was watching American Gangster, which is a movie with Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington, and he's selling mm-hmm. drugs, and he says, I want to have the best heroin out there, but I want to sell it for less money than everybody else or something like that. <laughs> So the competing product was a physical book that you had to pay $90 for, and you got yep. 200 practice test questions. So I said, all right, we're going to sell 400 practice test questions, but we're going to sell them for $50, and we're going to sell them online so people get instant gratification. And that's the business model that I, we stuck with through over the years offering more for less, which again is the opposite of what a number of people that you've had on the show have had. And there's nothing wrong with that, but this, that's just what happened. It worked for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Now thinking about all the businesses that you've done and all the ones that have been successful, are there any commonalities between them and reasons why they've done so well? Is there anything you could pick out that are common amongst all of them? Uh, The common denominator between them all is awesome websites. And that's, it's, a skill set that I have, which gives me really a great advantage over pretty much anybody else. Nowadays, you've got to have a good website for no matter what business you want to have. So I don't have to go out and pay a contractor to do the work, or I don't have to wait on them to do the work. If I want right. something implemented, I can just sit down and do it myself. That's something people can learn. It's not out of anybody's reach. And especially nowadays, when I started Green Exam Prep, there was no WordPress or any stuff like that. Uh, there was, but not as sophisticated it is today. Now you right. can start a website in five minutes. So Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I agree. And there are some skills that I have that I know have helped me where I didn't have to go through the process of hiring somebody and things like that. For example, a lot of the stuff that involve graphic design and imagery. I have some experience from architecture uh, back before I got laid off in that world. And so I don't need to go and find somebody if I want to have any graphics done for my images and blog posts and products and things like that. It's all you know, it's, it's nice to have those skills, even though they aren't necessary to succeed, they are nice to have. And so that's why sites like lynda.com, where you can learn a bunch of skills, are, are truly valuable. It is. And if somebody's got the time to learn how to do even just minor website updates, just little things or little graphic things, Canva is pretty cool. There's a lot of tools out there nowadays that make it much easier to do and have a good looking website where in the past there wasn't. But still, there's just there's a lot of bad websites out there. (laughs) (laughs) There are. So if you and if you're looking at it each day from your business, you don't know whether it's good or bad because you're staring at it each day. So it's good to get another outside opinion of that to get some feedback so that you can make those changes to take your business to another level and have an awesome website because that's really going to drive sales. In the eyes of somebody who builds websites yourself, what makes a good website? Nowadays, it was different in the past because things keep changing every couple of years. Nowadays, it's cleanliness, a lot of white space. You've got to have a clear call to action on your homepage, make a button that stands out for something that you want to do. Really, mm-hmm. when somebody hits your homepage, which is going to be usually your most visited page, you've got to make it crystal clear what you do in a benefit way, not a feature way. You know, tell them in a short sentence. What yeah. did you do? Wow. 95% pass rate on the first try. There it is right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to this site to learn because I want to pass. Right. So if you can do that, that gets people reading and gets them engaged. 
Um, it's got to be quick to load. That it was. I started out in 2000. It was different back then because the internet speeds weren't what they were today. So we really had to optimize websites, optimize images, and make them small so they would load quick and people wouldn't leave. Nowadays, you have to pick a, a good host, and you can't have five megabyte images on your homepage because it's going to be slow. And you've got to address mobile too. It's got to load fast on mobile. So yeah. loading quickly so you don't lose those eyeballs while they're waiting for your site to load. Otherwise, they just leave. Love that. Now, in terms of managing your multiple passive income streams, well, first of all, are there some that are more passive than others? And if so, why? Good question. Um, I think GDS was, but that's because we had a customer service person that handled all of the incoming calls. So it made it more passive for me because I had someone else I could rely on to take those calls right. and handle the customer services interactions. But really, I'd say, no, they're all pretty much even. I tend to build products once and then they just keep selling, and you only have the support side of it when people email you with uh, questions about your product or they can't buy it for some reason. So it's really minimal, unless you're offering tutorial stuff, which I try to stay away from. When someone buys a product from me, I don't want to be interacting with them over a long period of time tutoring them because I'm not selling tutoring products. I'm selling one-stop shop. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. I'm going to answer every question you could possibly ask. You're not going to have to bother me again. (laughs) Right. Now, in terms of managing all of the ones that you have, how do you keep up to date on, for example, with the Green Building Education Services, how do you make sure you're up to date on all the things that are involved with the changing environment in that and then keeping the same idea with some of the other sites as well? How do you, how do you make sure you're sort of at the front end of, of all of those websites? I'm always making sure I'm thinking long term and I'm carving out my schedule in advance for what I know is coming down the road. Specifically with Green Building Education Services, it's a technology that changes every five to six years based on the um, Green Building Council standards. They get updated periodically. Mm -hmm. And web standards as well. If you're building stuff for Facebook or Instagram or some other online product, they're always getting updates. So you need to keep a track of those. So I'll make an effort to carve out in advance. All right, I know this is coming down the road. I know it's going to take me one, two, six months to do the work. I'm going to get all my ducks in a row for this business over here so that I can just let that run on its own while I'm focusing on the business that I need to put the most time into, get that updated. And then I'll get back to the other one, one, two, six months down the road. Right. Right. That's awesome. Uh, are there any that you've had that have sort of died out before, you know, they were on autopilot and just now they just, for whatever reason have stopped or they all continue to to go and keep going for you. Yeah. They all continue to run. I've never, other than the cat toilet training, we shut that down because it wasn't profitable enough for us. But all the businesses that I've built have continued to generate running, uh, generate income and be sustainable over time. Uh, GBS in particular, that's a business that I sold last year. It was sold to a strategic partner that we had for five years. I still consult with them once a week. So I'm not in the day-to-day operations with that one anymore. Oh, which, very cool. Which gives me a lot more flexibility with my time. Nice. Congrats on that. Thanks. Now, your new site, scottallenturner.com, personal finance site, why go down this route now? Well, because I sold that business last year, I'm in a great place in my life right now. So I can choose to work on whatever I want. And I love business, businesses and starting businesses. I love websites. But those things, I wanted to have a deeper impact on people's lives and just help them in a more profound way than telling them, okay, here's five ways to make your website better, or I'm going to help you pass this exam. So 
And one of the keys to my success was learning how to manage money early on. So I started my website to teach people to become financial rock stars, <laughs> uh, getting out of debt, saving more money, living a rich life. I get to blog three to four times a week. I do a podcast and I used to be a money moron. So I wanted to impact people's lives where they wouldn't do the stupid stuff that I did, you know, make the stupid investments, buy stupid stuff, get into debt. I started to learn about personal finance about 15 years ago, same time I started getting involved with online businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's given me a lot of knowledge over the years and I've got this opportunity to share everything I've learned now. That's cool. Obviously much different than some of what you've built before in terms of these one-off products and passive income. This is a blog now with a podcast too, which is great, but you got to keep it up. How has it been in this new world now compared to where you were before? What's it been like? It's been hard changing schedules because I know you used to be a night owl and you switch kind of switch the day time. Uh, yeah. I used to be a daytime person, but now I spend all my free time with my family and kids during the day. We moved out to our lake house recently. And so now I'm, I start working at eight o'clock at night and I work to about midnight, but I'm only working 20 hours a week. And also I don't consider it work because it's just fun. I'd never, nothing, none of the businesses I've ever done, I've ever considered them work. They've always been a joy to me. I've always had a passion for everything I do. And it's the same way now. I get to show up at eight o'clock at night and I'm excited about what I do. So it's cool. That's awesome. Now, when you came to One Day Business Breakthrough, you were just starting this site. Uh, What were some of the challenges that you were facing when you came to One Day Business Breakthrough and what did you learn coming out of that? First, I give you guys just, um, you know, a big thanks for One Day BB. I, I got that email from you guys, I think in December or January from you and Chris. And I thought, I sat down with Katie and said, I'd like to go to this. I don't know what my business is going to be, but I don't want to <laughs> wait. I don't want to wait a year and a half for the next one. So for people that are listening, I mean, it was awesome. I didn't, I signed up without an idea, without a website, not even knowing what I was doing, but I knew it would give me the kick in the pants to come up with something by the time the actual event rolled around. I had about four months. And so I, showed up there and you guys really helped me narrow down what, what it was I was trying to do. I had this really broad niche of, I want to help everybody with their money. And it really helped me focus on a small group of people. And uh, thank you. It was a great event. I got hooked up with a mastermind there, which I can't recommend. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, involved. They really helped me fine tune my platform as well. That's awesome. Yeah, well, good luck with it. Again, everybody, it's scottallenturner.com. You can check that out. Uh, obviously very qualified to talk about uh, the stuff that he's talking about there, and I can't wait to check out more of it. Um, Scott, do you have any tips for anybody else out there who's listening who wants to build multiple passive income streams based on your experience? What can you share to help them? I think one thing that has been critical to every business that I've built is to have unbelievable products and crazy awesome customer service. And I'll give you an example. When we started Green Building Education Services, we launched it in November of 2007. And I take such great pride in everything that I developed. I want it to be the absolute best. I want it to help people. I never want to hear a complaint or a bad word about anything that I do. So Katie and I, she got out of graduate school in the middle of December. We packed up our moving truck. We moved to Texas and then we went to Costa Rica for two weeks for like our celebration. So Christmas morning, I'm on my laptop with my lead reference guide going through and I'm answering customer service emails, helping people out, mm-hmm. tweaking products and doing all these different things. And I just got used to that. And people, time and time again, uh, year after year in holidays, they would email us um, or email customer service. And I say, they would say, I cannot believe you guys answered my email on a holiday. I, you know, I've got my exam tomorrow. 
I was planning on spending all this day studying and I couldn't log in or I didn't understand something or I had a question. They say, thank you, thank you, thank you. They go and pass the exam and then they would come back and say, you guys, it's the best. I'm going to go tell all my coworkers about you. I'm going to tell all my friends. And they did. So getting back to what I said earlier, half of our business came from referrals, from just going above and beyond from what anybody else would do in a customer service realm. So my key would be, one of the keys to my success is just go above and beyond, have the highest quality products that you possibly can, and just do everything you can to make a customer happy. And you'll get success from that. Thank you, Scott. And just logistically speaking, each of these different businesses, they are like different business entities. Are they under one umbrella? They're always a different LLC. Yes. Okay. Well, just curious, because I think a lot of people would be asking uh, that question. I know that's a question I've gotten before with the different businesses that I have too. So I do, uh, I do that primarily because I've also had business partners, different business partners with each of my differences. Right, right. And I certainly don't want to take away anything from those guys. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have the different experts to complement my skill set in each of the businesses that I've been in from the first one to the ones that I'm, not, I'm in now. Um, especially my wife. She's been in three of my businesses with me. And she's, so been, cool. she's been phenomenal. Like your wife who takes care of the home and does all the awesome stuff holding on the floor. My wife does a lot of that too. Plus she has to work with me, which is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of finding these uh, other business partners and experts, like did you have initially the idea and then we're like, okay, I got to find somebody to help me with this. Or was it somebody who would come to you first? Like, how does that, how do you find the perfect partner? I've always been approached, and it's really because I have the skill set of the websites. Now, I'd be, mm. I would get approached by business people who cannot build a website or do not have the financial resources to build a website, and they would ask me to partner with them. And because uh, I love doing that type of stuff, I would always say yes. <laughs> didn't, that's cool. Didn't, didn't matter what it was. Um, if you're actually going out and seeking partners, that's kind of different. Um, you can find people online. And I really, I highly recommend if someone is struggling with a business or they're not being able to find time, it is really, really hard to wear every hat in a business. I mean, being in a partnership lets you find somebody. Like the first business I had, I didn't have, I still don't have a whole lot of business skills, but <laughs> one guy was the business guy. One guy was the technical guy who knew all about networking hardware. And we added a third guy later who was the sales guy. I'm also not a sales guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the business I'm in now, the embryo or adoption website, I can do the website, but my wife can handle some of the business side. And then we have the domain knowledge expert who knows everything about there is to, about adoption stuff that I don't know about. So we have complementing skill sets and it really lets you focus on uh, what you do best and build the business as fast as you possibly can because everybody's got their own unique area to work in. Yeah, that's so, talk about that uh, adoption site really quick because I remember you sending me a link about that and I read read that article and it was great. How did that all get started and, and kind of what are your goals for that? Yeah, it's been, we started, launched the website a year ago. It's called the National Registry for Adoption. It's nrfa.org. And a friend of mine who I've known for seven, eight years, she had a lot of problems getting pregnant. She's had a number of miscarriages. So she wanted to do traditional adoption, domestic adoption, which is super expensive. So she went through the process and the adoption agencies kept yanking the kids back from her. So she's getting really discouraged. So she went online and found a source where she could get matched up with birth mothers. And so they could bypass the adoption agency. She could do her own vetting process. All they had to do is work with a, a lawyer to get the legal work done. So she met a birth mother and then she walked out of the hospital with that baby when it was born, bypassing the adoption process through the agency. And so, and then the second uh, child that she's got, 
she did what's called embryo adoption, which is kind of science fiction because not a lot of people have heard of it. <laughs> but people who go through IVF treatment, they end up with embryos and they usually have extra ones which get frozen. And the only thing you can do with an embryo, which is, is frozen, is you can flush it down the toilet, you can give it to science to uh, do experiments on, or you can donate it to a family who might not otherwise be able to get pregnant. So she had some uh, embryos that she adopted, and she was able to give, go through the birthing process and give you know, birth to her second daughter. And she, actually, wow. today, she's getting more embryos implanted in her so that she can give birth again. So, <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. And then on, on the flip side of that, my wife and I went through IVF. We had extra embryos, and through this service, the website, we found a couple, same deal. She could not generate her own eggs, I believe, so there's some medical issues there, but she could carry embryos to birth. And just a week ago, she gave birth to twin baby boys. So even wow. though, so we're, we're doing good work. You know, people are we're building families this website, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's so cool. Um, wow, I mean, you just have experience in all these different <laughs> industries and markets and, and and it's cool to see you doing some great things like that too uh scott man dude just thank you so much for this conversation it's been very enlightening very inspirational i think a lot of people this is why they're on spi to build multiple passive income streams to uh, make a difference but also be able to spend time that they in, in the way that they want and so congratulations to you and your success thanks i appreciate that so where can people find out more about you and get connected with you scott they can visit my website, scottallenturner.com. I've got a free ebook called Cut $1,000 Off Your Expenses if you're looking to save some money. Or they can find me on Twitter at Scott Allen Turner. That's uh, at Scott, A-L-A-N Turner, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, all the best of luck on all of your future projects. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. And thank you for taking the time. And I hope your listeners got something out of this today. Thanks, man. Cheers. Okay, bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Scott Turner again doing a whole bunch of different things. You can find all the links and resources we mentioned in today's episode over at the blog at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 168. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 168. Uh, and again, it was pretty cool to have him on the show and to see what he's done and to get a little bit more insight on what he was up to, especially around the time that I was starting out too with his website at gbes.com. Uh, and you can also find him now at scottallenturner.com, his personal finance website. And so, uh, Scott, I know you listen to these episodes. Thank you so much for your time and also the knowledge and wisdom and uh, all the inspiration as well. Can't wait to see what you're up to next. Guys, I've, I've really been enjoying this podcast and I will continue to do it in the future for you. I know a lot of you have taken the information that I've shared here, the interviews that we've done uh, with other experts and other people and, and have actually taken action with it. And I just love you for that. I, I'm so thankful that I have an audience who uh, is actually not just learning, but learning and putting things into place to make change in their lives and the lives of others too. I mean, we're all here to serve other people, I hope. Um, but I know a lot of you also need a little bit more help. Uh, I've been getting messages left and right from people who have been asking for more and, and deeper information about certain things. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a number of courses, and there's more courses coming in the future, thanks to your recommendations. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses, you'll see a list of the courses that are currently available there or that you can sign up for the wait list for. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Check it out. I also want to thank and mention the Art of Charm podcast. Uh, Jordan Harbinger, who's been on the show here before, he sponsored a few episodes in the past. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I got him in front of you because he has a great podcast, a lot of amazing guests. It's a, it's a show that I've started listening to, uh, one of the few that I've subscribed to. And I, 
whenever I have the time on a drive or at the gym, I, I pick up an episode or two and I always get something out of it. Jordan's fantastic. He's funny. He's witty. And he's always on, uh, on his, on top of his game for everything that can help you with your business. It's not just a show about, you know, relationships and stuff. It's, it's a lot of, uh, especially now in the more recent episodes about, you know, expanding your knowledge base in terms of what you can do to become a better you. And that will help you with your business, your relationships and everything. So go ahead and check them out on iTunes. Look up the Art of Charm podcast on iTunes. You can also go to theartofcharm.com and I recommend you subscribe and listen to Jordan and all of his amazing guests there. Again, the Art of Charm podcast, check it out. Thank you so much for listening in. I love that you're here and listening to the episode. I look forward to serving you in next week's episode where we have somebody on who's built a very successful online magazine, a digital magazine, earning six figures from it and also is gonna help share how he did that and also some of the marketing strategies he's using, which are quite unique that are helping him build his business and uh, having it grow very, very fast. So we're gonna have him on next week. Again, look out for that in episode 169. Until then, the show notes again are available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 168. I appreciate you and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.